What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. On today's show, our staff is sharing stories of how their quilting style has evolved over the years. Some of us have been quilting a shorter amount of time, and some have been sewing their whole lives. So it's really interesting to dive into how things have changed for everyone over the years. We hope that by sharing our evolution, that it encourages our listeners to think back on their own quilting journey and appreciate how far you've come, how your style has changed, and even reflect on some favorite projects or learnings you've had. Very rarely in this fast-paced world that we live in do I take time to reflect on and just appreciate my talents and where I've spent all that time. So I know for me, as I was preparing for this podcast, it was really nice to walk down memory lane and just take a little time to be proud of how far I've come. And I hope it does the same for all of our listeners too. So I'm handing the mic off to our staff. I hope you enjoy their stories. Hey, this is Allison, the designer of Quilts and More magazine. You could say my style has evolved slightly over the eight years I've been quilting, especially if you look at my first quilt versus my latest finish. My first quilt is full of fabrics that I wouldn't pick out today. I chose various red, gold, and black floral prints. I don't think I've used red or black in a quilt since. I'm sure I was drawn in mostly because of the floral prints, which I still can't get enough of. Even though I no longer am drawn to the colors in the quilt, I still love it because it's my first one. Plus, looking at it is a great reminder of how far I've come as a quilter all these projects later. I didn't use a pattern for the quilt because I just cut large squares and sewed them together. It's about as basic as you can get when it comes to quilting. Mostly I wanted to showcase the fabrics, which is funny to me now that I've outgrown them, and practice the basic skill of quarter inch seams. I've since tackled much more complex patterns and techniques, but we all have to start somewhere. I find it difficult to judge my own style when it comes to quilting because at the time I make each project, they all feel like me. As with any aspect in life, we're constantly changing and evolving, so I'm sure an outsider looking in would see a difference between the projects I made early on and projects I made more recently. I've always loved working with bright colors such as aqua and lime green. In fact, I love those colors so much that I have more fabrics in my stash of those particular colors than anything else. On the flip side of that, I used to be totally opposed to the color pink, not just in quilts, but as a color in general. It just felt too girly to me and that's not really my style. A couple of years ago, I completely had a change of heart probably around the time the millennial pink trend was everywhere. Since then, I've made several quilts that prominently feature pink fabrics, and I absolutely love them. 
So far, I haven't tired of buying and using pink in my quilts. I'd say my style has mostly evolved through color and fabric selection more than anything else. I tend to make subtle shifts as I'm inspired by other quilters or color palettes I see in the wild. Early on, I was obsessed with buying pre-cuts of fabrics when I loved a collection. I didn't have any projects in mind when buying them, but I didn't want to miss out on getting those prints. Now, I rarely buy an entire collection of something. Choosing fabrics and pairing together different prints is my favorite part of the quilting process, so buying a collection can be kind of limiting for me. However, I'll still buy a collection if it's too good to pass up. There's just something so fun about finding different prints from various companies and designers that work well together and then showcasing them in one quilt. It ends up making the quilt really unique and very me, something that can't easily be replicated by someone else because we all have different styles. I'm sure my quilting style will continue to evolve over the years, but as long as I love what I'm working on in the moment, that's really all that matters to me. I'm Jody, editor of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine. I've been quilting since 1989, so like anything that changes over time, my quilting style has evolved in the last 30 years. When I started quilting, I purchased small calicos in basically primary colors, and I used muslin as the background. That's what was available at my local variety store that I shopped for fabric at at the time. Then, I used decorating colors that were popular during the late 1980s, mauve and blue. I made my next few quilts in those colors. Today, I have eclectic tastes in fabrics. I like reproduction prints of the 19th century. I buy yards of bold and bright prints from the K Facet Collective. And jewel tone boutiques are also on my favorites list. I'm always on the lookout for paisleys and beautiful life-like florals. Actually, now that I think about it, there aren't many types of fabrics that I don't like. I joined the Iowa Quilters Guild in the late or in the 1990s, and I took a foundation paper piecing class at that time from Carol Doak. I became enamored with foundation paper piecing at that time, and I started converting any pattern that I could into a foundation paper piecing pattern. I was able to get sharp points that I wasn't able to achieve with traditional piecing. I am still in love with foundation paper piecing. In fact, I'm currently working on a quilt that combines my love of mini blocks and FPP. It has 365 different three inch finished foundation paper piece blocks. And some of those blocks have more than 20 pieces in them. My English paper piecing journey began about 20 years ago. I used Judy Rothamel's 1930s inspired Aunt Grace's prints to make some grandmother's flower garden rosettes. Today, I'm still doing EPP, but I've increased the difficulty level a bit by incorporating fussy cutting into my current projects. For a long time, I didn't care for applique. And I still don't do needle turn, but I have come to enjoy wool applique, especially for small projects like pincushions, ornaments, and table toppers. 
I started attending the Iowa-Illinois quilt study group meetings in the mid-2000s, and I got really interested in antique and vintage quilts. I started studying different time periods and learning about the specific motifs and colors that were the telltale signs for when and where quilts were made. Because I couldn't afford the antique quilts, I started using 19th century reproduction fabrics to make my own versions of those quilts. My first quilts were bed size, but because I have so many patterns that I want to try, now I mostly make mini quilts and not very many bed size quilts anymore. I can get an idea out of my mind and onto the next one faster by making small quilts. As the editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, I get to see many styles and colors of fabrics and construction techniques. Part of my professional and personal goals every year is to learn new techniques and to give them a try. I'm excited to see how my quilting journey continues to evolve. This is Doris. I'm the editor of Quilt Sampler magazine. I've never given much thought to how my quilting style has evolved before, but I think the biggest change from when I first gave quilting a try and now is that the, in the beginning, I would buy fabric and a pattern to make a project from start to finish. That makes me laugh because anyone that knows my habits now knows that I basically collect fabric and rarely have a use for it in mind when I purchase it. I also have over a dozen UFOs in my sewing room because I love to start new projects. But seriously, like many of us, I think my tastes have evolved most in terms of the colors I used when I started quilting compared to the colors I gravitate toward now. My first quilt was made using very muted tones, mostly Civil War reproduction and floral calico prints, and most of those fabrics came from a chain store. I learned from that first quilt and how it held up to washing and to use, why it is so important to use quality quilting fabrics. And really, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a muted floral print. When I first discovered batiks, I was enamored and I bought Fat Quarters Galore of unique batiks, all those glorious, rich, deep tones. Most of my fabric purchases today are prints in bright colors, and my stash is a rainbow of brilliantly colored fabrics. When I first discovered independent quilt shops, I often bought pre-cuts and collections that appealed to me, such as 5-inch or 10-inch squares, so that I could have a little bit of an entire collection, or I bought a few fat quarters to start building a stash. It's like the quilter's candy, right? But today, I'm more likely to pick and choose the pieces I really like from a new collection, and usually purchase in half-yard or one-yard cuts, and pair it with prints from my stash that coordinate, or with solids to pull out particular colors in a print. It isn't very often anymore that I buy every piece of a collection, even from my favorite designers. Another change is that I used to think when I started that every quilt I made needed to fit a bed, but wow, it takes a long time to make a queen size quilt. So I realized quickly that with my limited sewing time, I needed to start making smaller projects so I could celebrate more finishes. I still make a few bed quilts every year, but I make quilted pillows, wall hangings, and smaller quilts in between those big projects. I learned to hand quilt before I ever pieced a quilt, so my mom taught me um, how to do it, and I quilted a whole cloth bed cover. She'd also taught me to cross stitch and hand embroider as a kid, and I never gave up doing handwork. But I didn't piece a quilt until after I had finished college and graduate school. 
When I got back into quilting at that time, I wanted to try it all, every new technique I came across. I still enjoy a variety in my quilting projects. Today I love English paper piecing, foundation piecing, machine piecing, hand piecing, and improvisational projects. Fussy cut EPP projects might just be my favorite. I love the meditative process of doing handwork. I'm sure my taste and style will continue to evolve, but what I know won't change is my love of the craft, the process, and the quilting community. Hey, it's Lindsay. Sorry to interrupt, but we need to take a quick ad break. We'll be back with more stories soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Lindsay here to share the evolution of my quilting style. I've been quilting for about nine years. When I first started, I was so excited to try everything. I joined quilt-alongs, block of the months, and mystery quilts to meet new quilters and learn new things. I used whatever fabric I had on hand. Um, a lot of it was given to me by friends or coworkers who uh, wanted to help me start my stash. Um, my stash, stash was smaller at that point and I was on a budget. Um, but I really just felt like I was rushing forward to soak in as much of the quilting world as I could all at once. And honestly, I learned a lot of my kind of crash course, uh, but when I look back at those first few years of quilts I made, I can tell I was making just to make and experiment and not necessarily to enjoy the process or even make things I would want to display in my home. And that's not a bad thing at all. But over the years, I've gotten much more intentional with what I'm making, what fabrics I'm using, and enjoying each step of the process. For instance, uh, many of my earlier quilts have a lot of red, brown, cream, and blue in them, and those are not my favorite colors at all. But they were colors I had in my stash. In fact, Right now, I rarely use those colors in my quilts. Um, my aesthetic is much brighter and lighter. I like rainbows, black and white, uh, punchy jewel tones, light background. So my color sense has definitely changed since I first started quilting. Also, so many of my early quilts were table topper and wall quilt size. I was just trying so many different blocks and techniques that I naturally was just making smaller projects to experiment. And I do enjoy a table topper, although many of those that I first made don't really fit most of the tables in my house. <laughs> but I have yet to hang a wall quilt. All those wall quilts I've made are just sitting in storage. I do have plans to eventually hang a few of them as we kind of redo the rooms in our home, but there's no way I can hang nearly as many as I have sitting in my closet. So now I lean more towards throw size quilts uh, that I can change out in my home every few months. 
I just love having throws on our beds, couches, and chairs just waiting to be snuggled. And as for table toppers, I now search for patterns that fit the tables I have, so I'm not stuck with one too big, too small, or just the wrong shape for the places I would display them. And lastly, I find myself really enjoying the process of sewing. So before I would just rush through things so that I could move on to the next, there were just too many patterns and not enough time. Um, I still sometimes feel that way. <laughs> but now I savor the process more. Um, I have quilts that I've been working on for years. I save scraps so that I can treasure my favorite fabrics and a few more quilts. And I have even started doing a lot more handwork to just really slow down and be intentional with my sewing time. I'm making less quilts each year, and I'm making many more gifts for family and friends, but I'm really feeling happy and content with my sewing time, and I, I love that feeling. I can't wait to see what the next decade of quilting brings and how I change in my style. It's such an exciting journey. Hi, I'm Joanna, the editor of Quilts and More magazine, and today I'm attempting to answer the question, how has my quilting style changed over the years? It's a good question, but it's also one I haven't thought much about. It feels like my style just evolved naturally, all on its own, without me even noticing. I suppose the biggest change has been in my choice of fabrics. When I first started quilting, I was pretty fresh out of college. I didn't have a lot of disposable income and, you know, student loans, and I certainly didn't have a robust stash of fabrics. Instead, I relied on scraps from coworkers who were also quilters. I tried to be a little picky. I didn't take prints I knew I would never use, but I also knew I wasn't really in a position to be that particular about things like, you know, favorite colors or favorite motifs or if it was a pretty floral or not. I also had no idea about things like fabric print scales and the fact that if you cut small pieces, you were going to lose the design of any large-scale prints you might have. As I made more and more quilts, I learned that there were some prints I kept gravitating toward naturally. They were usually tone-on-tone, -tone, small print fabrics that I found played well with some of the wilder prints I had inherited. I'm actually grateful I didn't get to pick all my fabrics when I first started out quilting because it taught me so much about contrast and color balance. I learned how to add one print to a bunch of scraps to give my quilts a unifying element and give the eye of anyone looking at my quilt a place to rest amid all of the colors and patterns. I suppose I've actually gotten less adventurous now that I have a stash of my own and often go out to buy yardage as I need it. Now I always go straight to my favorite colors of dusty pink, coral, aqua, lavender, cream, and light green. I keep trying to branch out and be more creative to recapture some of that uh, creativity and spontaneity that I used to have, but those colors always work their way into my quilt somehow. Oh, and speaking of changes and fabric choices, one of the more amusing changes to me was how I used to love metallic prints because they felt so special and shiny. I am not someone who's into bling, so my mom used to look at my fabrics and basically go, who even are you? But I don't know, I would grab up all the metallic scraps I could, and usually if I bought any fabric for myself, it was fabric that had lots of metallic elements to it. 
I almost never use metallics anymore. I don't know if I was just going through a glitz phase or what, but over time it was hard to work them into my non-glitzy quilts and eventually I just stopped adding them to my stash. The other way my style has evolved has been the types of projects I make. I used to only focus on bed quilts, but after a couple quilts, and a few quilts that are in my UFO or unfinished pile to this day, I realize smaller projects fit my crafting lifestyle better. They aren't as big of a commitment, and they let me try out lots of projects at once. Plus, in general, I really like practical projects that I can use, and I ran out of beds, so I didn't have as much of a need for bigger quilts. I'm now much more likely to make pillow covers that I can switch out per season. Sewn organizers, placemats, table runners, you know, those small kind of projects. Much, much more likely to make those than a big quilt. Oh, and bags. I have way more sewn bags than a girl needs, but I still have more on the way. Part of me used to feel something was wrong with me as a quilter that I didn't have millions of bed quilts to show off. But over time, I realized every quilter is different, and what's fun for others might not be fun for me. And that's okay. I love my smaller projects, and I feel really accomplished when I get to finish one. And, of course, move on to the next one. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stumbo, art director for American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine. Now, I've been a quilter for about 10 plus years, and although I come from a family of quilters, I actually learned how to quilt on the job. I grew up in 4-H, sewing garments for state fair projects, and learning how to use a sewing machine, but had never even used a rotary cutter before I started, and had no idea how to even read a quilt pattern. Luckily, knowing how to quilt wasn't a prerequisite for a graphic designer, and with the help of some very patient coworkers over our lunch hours, I learned the basics of quilting and was excited to start creating. I distinctly remember going to my very first quilt market and falling in love with so many fabrics and designers. I found myself being drawn again and again to modern prints with big, bold patterns. I also started traveling for work at this time, going on photo shoots for Quilt Sampler magazine, and it was impossible to come back from these work trips without indulging in a few fabric purchases. For years, I would continue to buy yardage of single fabrics that I fell in love with, but rarely had any plan for them when I purchased. I soon discovered that some of those big prints I purchased in my early quilting years were sometimes difficult to cut up and work into quilts. Their big print scale was often better suited for bags or home decor projects, where the entire print could be the star of the project. Now, with a bit more quilting experience, I have become more selective in the fabrics I purchase and bring home. Most of the time, but not always, I manage to avoid making impulsive purchases, and I am more discerning about how prints work together and also how they will coordinate with the fabrics I already own. Many of my first quilts I made used pre-cuts because I was still building up my own fabric stash. And to this day, I still gravitate towards pre-cuts, and I just love the simplicity of working within one fabric collection. So if you're a new quilter or struggle with color confidence, Pre-cuts are a great place to start. I also had no idea how much time went into making quilts when I first started quilting, and also the skill level required for precision and accuracy. 
However, this may have been a good thing because nothing intimidated me. And if I saw a pattern that I wanted to make, I didn't pay any attention at all to the difficulty level. In fact, the very first throw I made was a foundation paper piecing pattern. And I even made, and I even chose a quilter's linen as my neutral background, which is not exactly beginner friendly. Although I was super frustrated at times and I swore to myself I would never make another foundation paper piecing pattern, it also gave me the confidence to try new techniques. Recently, I found myself gravitating towards smaller projects like wall hangings, where I can learn a new technique without the commitment and investment of a large quilt. I've dabbled in needle turn applique, yo-yos, string piecing, and even some big stitch quilting. And I've discovered that the part of quilting that I love the most is learning new techniques and challenging myself creatively. It's not always about finishing a large bed quilt or, you know, sewing every seam perfectly, but more about finding what brings me joy. And, you know, not to go too deep here, but I think quilting has also taught me to not take myself so seriously. Quilting has taught me that it's okay to make mistakes and to learn from them. I mean, that's why the seam ripper was invented, right? Hey, it's Lindsay. Sorry to interrupt, but we need to take a quick ad break. We'll be back with a special announcement right after the break. Welcome back. Before we leave today, we have an announcement. This episode is the last episode of this season, season 11. We're taking a two-month break for the months of May and June to allow our staff to enjoy the nice weather with their families, continue to produce the amazing content in our magazines and online, and to plan a new podcast season of fun interviews and helpful tips and tricks. If you've just joined us on this podcast recently, you're in luck. There are plenty of past episodes to listen to, so check them out. For all of our listeners, feel free to send us an email with any ideas you have for next season. People to interview, topics you'd love for us to discuss, questions you have. We love producing content you want to hear. And of course, we just love hearing from you. We'll list our email in the show notes, so just reach out at any time. Thanks to all of our listeners for making this podcast season so fun. Being able to chat with other quilters each week really helped our staff feel like we were connecting with other quilters during the pandemic, and we're so thankful for each and every one of you. We even got to celebrate 500 episodes, which was so exciting for us, and we couldn't have done it without all of our listeners. We hope you have a creative and safe few months, and we'll be back before you know it for another fun season of the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast.